0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is the easy thing is almost never the right thing. So there's few rules in life that I find to be undoubtedly true no matter where you're at, and there's none that are much more impactful to me than if something is easy, it's almost never right. And that applies to me in almost every aspect of life, but today it's most relevant in business. You know, I had created a life and a situational set of ethics that were bound around what was easy. How could I make an easy buck? You know, I jumped into, and obviously, who doesn't want to make an easy buck? None of us want to work tirelessly for years at a time before we obtain success. We all want it right now. I mean, that's our society. That's how I'm wired. That's how I believe you're wired. And that is life as a whole. But that's a story that we're in control of. So my, my entire world shifted when I took a step from running automotive dealerships in Columbus, Ohio, high-end Lamborghini, Ferrari, Bentley, Rolls-Royce, where your sales buying cycle would be six months to a year. You know, you were cultivating these customers and these clients and these relationships for years at a time. And the reason that was is if a, if a very affluent client wanted to come in and buy a Ferrari, it wasn't because that he didn't have the money. It was because Ferrari physically wouldn't manufacture the car for sometimes as many as two or three years, but there was still money in-house. So you then not only do you have to convince him to give you a down payment that was non-refundable, that was at least 50 grand, then you also had to keep him pacified until we got the allocation to build the car. Pretty wild, right? I mean, that's how less than 1% of the population buys a motor vehicle. The rest of us walk into a dealership, a car's on the showroom floor, you negotiate it and you take it home. Not in that world. So it's this huge long buying cycle. And I got out of that world and jumped into the digital marketing world, the direct response digital marketing world to be specific. And what direct response really means is the fact of if I serve you an ad or you see something, there's a direct response that I'm trying to get you to take that in ends up in a buying decision real time. These aren't things that should take hours or even minutes. It should be fairly instantaneous if I'm doing my job the right way. And all that started in the web hosting world. Literally attaching web hosting to the back of people's sales funnels in which they wanted to learn how to make money from home. In our world, we call that the business opportunity space. We're basically giving you the opportunity to grow a business from your house. And as a means of fulfillment on the backside of that, the first thing you were taught to do back when I was in that industry was that you needed a website. And that website, of course, would be how you would make money. No different than all of us doing commerce online now. this website we created, or would help somebody create, we would tell our clients that it was a money-making website and that all they had to do was fill out a little information. And what we would do from that is create a customized blog for someone. And a blog, for those of you who don't know, is basically a personal website where you're able to type in and share information about things you like. We've all heard about bloggers before and you probably read blogs and didn't even realize you were reading them. You know, There's not a direct means to an end. There's not, no one trying to sell you something on a blog. So I would get it. At this point, you're probably asking yourself, well, how do you make money with a blog? Well, for us, what we were teaching clients to do and customers to do was blog about things you're passionate about. We would create the initial bit of content for you. So if you're passionate about bass fishing, when you bought our website, bought our package, you could type in I'm passionate about bass fishing and we would then go out and scrape the internet for content, reposition it, throw it through a content spinner, we called it, and throw it up on your website. So you'd have multiple pages of content about bass fishing. From there, we taught you to go out find what we call affiliate links. Affiliate links are links to other people's products in which you don't have to physically inventory products, but yet you make money every time someone clicks a link or then takes a buying action. So in this situation, the perfect example would be Bass Pro Shop. Maybe there's a link on your website that's talking about how much you love bass fishing and how successful you are at bass fishing over to Bass Pro Shop. So as people will across your website and they are enthralled with what you have to offer them, you end up Repositioning their traffic on the web to Bass Pro Shop's site, and they pay you some sort of uh, dollar amount for transferring site from, traffic from your site to their site. That was what our web hosting company did. That was how we were founded. That was how we scaled from no clients to you know 500,000 plus. That was that were that many people in a three-year period that wanted to learn how to make money online. Before that. I was a guy that got to go out and I didn't speak to individual customers. You know, I didn't speak to you as a listener right now trying to get you to buy one website. That would be very time consuming versus the revenue on the backside. So what my job was, was to go out and find people that had massive amounts of traffic that were selling offers of making money at home and then add our product and service somewhere in their sales funnel. And sales funnel, again, for those of you that are unsure what that is, go to Amazon right now and go to buy something. And then they offer you extended warranty. And then they said, but wait, you might also want a book holder or a, a placeholder for your book. Like they keep selling you more things. That's a sales funnel. So they placed us at the end of their sales funnel. And we were incredibly successful with that. So successful with that, that in my second month of employment there, I made more than $40,000 in that month. Now, I'm not saying that in a pounding my chest, I'm better than you. It's factual. I went from making $43,000 a year when I got out of college into making $40,000 plus a month. And I've shared in past episodes, my moral compass broke at that point. I didn't know morality. So I used that money for a whole bunch of unfathomable things. Not only $50,000 nights in New York City, popping bottles and doing crazy stuff with people I had no business hanging around with, private jets, cars, paying off houses, name things, I was doing it. And what happened was I got accustomed to that lifestyle. I got accustomed to the fact that there was always going to be $40,000, $60,000 a month pouring into my bank account. I didn't plan for the future. Well, no big surprise to you, I'm sure, that at some point that music stopped. And I started looking for the next quickest way to make that much money. Like how can you make that much money quickly? What can you do? Well, the logical answer for me was, we've already exited this hosting company, but there were all these people on the front side that taught people how to make money online. I can just create my own offer showing people how to make money online. And so that's what I did. I created that offer and that offer had at best minuscule success. And it had been a school success because what I did was I went out, I found someone else that had something like that, one of my friends, associates, colleagues, whatever they were at that time, and I literally grabbed their domain and I made a 98% copy of what they'd already created. Now, I'm not proud of this, but it's factual. I copied what they had, put a different name on it, different logo, probably some different colors, made some tweaks to it, and lo and behold, I have a new company. And I'm thinking I'm just going to be able to print money because this was incredibly easy. You see, in the three years I was part of the web hosting world, I have access to graphic designers and computer programmers and HTML guys. Name somebody I had access to them on my fingertips. So when I wanted to create something new, it was right there. All I had to do was say yes. So create this, and it has a three-month run rate at best before it collapses. And when it collapses, it collapses bad. We lose merchant processing. A bunch of things happened. And by the time it's all said and done, we might have made, as a partnership, my developer was a partner in this, we might have made a total of twenty grand between us. Almost no money whatsoever was laughable because I wanted it to be easy. You know, I wanted this money quick. I had built myself up on this pedestal that I was so used to making big money so easily that I knew there had to be another way to make it easily. So when that stopped, I said, well... The banks took all my money, so the best thing I can do is become a bank myself. I'll become a merchant processor. I'll sell merchant processing to people. And I'll sell it to the same guys that I was doing business with before that I know need it. And so I go on the hunt. And I find customers. And I get the merchant processing. And I take any dollar that I have and I leverage it against a portfolio that I need to offset the potential risk. I know this is getting kind of deep, but work with me here. I'm taking my cash and putting it up to the bank and saying, look, if these merchant processors don't do the right thing, you can take my money. Doesn't sound like a bad deal, right? Someone's processing a credit card payment. I can make six percentage points in every dollar that they transact. I don't have to do anything. It's a beautiful situation. That's the easiest money I think I'm ever going to make. That's even easier than running an offer or owning a company. All I have to do is find people and I'm a great salesman. So This is simple. Well, it's simple until it's over because in the last three months, The chargebacks and the volatility of that world, the refunds, the the bad things that go on inside business, all caught up to me. And every dollar that I had made up to that point all disappeared. It was gone. So here I am, two back-to-back failures based around looking for the quick money, the easy money. Well, there was no quick and there was no easy. So out of necessity, I then get into custom clothing. Now, the custom clothing world wasn't because I necessarily loved dressing well. Sure, at 6'2 and 280 at that point, I hadn't been able to find suits at a store for years. Not that fit me the right way. But I didn't have any real interest in this career, I just knew I needed to make money to provide for my family. I'd already sold cars and ran dealerships. I knew that those were 80-hour weeks. I didn't want to go back to that. This was something that literally fell in my lap. And so I find a mentor, uh, someone that owns a business, someone local here to Columbus, His name is Fred, and and Fred takes me under his wing. Fred shows me what it is to to be a haberdasher, to measure people, teach me about fabric, an incredible mentor at the time. And all of a sudden, I start figuring out what real hard work is now. And not hard work in the fact that I'm not digging ditches and shoveling rocks. Like, that's true hard work. But I'm getting in my car, and because of my financial position and what things are going on in life, I am driving from Columbus, Ohio to Chicago, a a five-and-a-half-hour drive. I'm seeing two clients that maybe buy... $1,500 worth of suits, which puts at that point in life 400 bucks in my pocket when I come back and deliver the suits four weeks later. I then drive back home through the night so I don't have to spend money for a hotel. And I am doing that consistently. I'm putting in between 70 and 85,000 miles a year on a car. I'm no longer taking the easy route. This is not easy. That progresses and eventually I leave that company and go out and start to mess around on my own, start to create my own company. And that situation didn't end up working out that well. I had signed a non-compete agreement towards the end of my relationship with Fred. It was only three months before I left, but upon leaving, I didn't do the right thing. I didn't sit down and talk to him. I'd shown him the fact that I had access to an app and that I thought we should use it, and we didn't see eye to eye, and so I said, well, enough with this. I'm going to go create my own. And so I did. And that worked until... May or June of the next year when I got a, served with a non-compete infringement. Potential lawsuit. Well, I don't need to be sued over something I know I inherently I didn't do correctly. You know, I signed the paperwork. So I stopped. I stopped selling suits. And jumped back in the digital marketing space. But now it's different. Because now I've made just enough money that I can take a couple months without income. And so it's going to take time. You know, this isn't quick anymore. I'm not looking to... Make a bunch of money in the next week because my standards of living have went from 50, 60 grand a month down to knowing how to live off 2,700 bucks a month. Massive slice of humble pie I've eaten. But I love it. You know, in this time period, I find the love of my life, have a, a great daughter, all these things go on. So it's, it's a give and a take at this point. But I start the digital marketing company, GSD Media Group. I'm actually sitting in the office right now, I've got a couple of the guys in front of me. And we start this, and there's really no direct plan or path to revenue. Sure, I know how to create offers and I know how to sell things online. I know how to make money with them. I mean right now one of our biggest producers, I actually have a bottle sitting here on my desk is a CBD offer, cannabinoid product that helps eliminate stress and decrease inflammation. I mean, it's really a miracle product and it's something that we do very well with. you know we sell 50 to 100 bottles a, or customers a day and it's fun, it's exciting. We can see every day more and more money coming in, but because we're not looking for the easy, quick buck, we are able to reinvest that cash back in the business see it grow. Because what was easy wasn't ever the right thing. And starting this company from the ground up, building offices, buying furniture, convincing people to come work with me, was not an easy thing. But it was the right thing. And it's still the right thing. It's so much the right thing that that business is now spinning off on its own, and I'm going 100% into this podcast personal development vortex that I'm in now. And I say that because this is enjoyable. There is no path to revenue right now, but I know I'm supposed to go this way. Because it's not easy, I do know that it's right. Because it's difficult to get my schedule locked down and get time in the office and spend Fifteen twenty minutes recording episodes, and then all the post production that the team has to do, and then reposting that stuff later, and then finding people to advertise a podcast so my listenership grows like it's not easy it's not easy when there's no direct revenue associated with it like there is no path to this right now, there's not supposed to be because every time I took the easy way out, my life got worse, not better, not only in what I've shared with you now, but I can go back all the way till I was. 14, 15, started mowing yards, had my own lawn mowing company where I would cut corners at the end. You know, I wouldn't edge the, the beds. I wouldn't trim the bushes. I wouldn't pull the weeds. I just mowed the yard. I didn't go above and beyond. Fortunately, I had a mentor at that point in life that taught me that was really wrong and just beat it into my head that I shouldn't operate that way. Did a great job of it. eternally grateful for that. Where going that extra mile is always a difference. So if you look at your life right now and you really take stock of where you're at as an individual, where are you hoping for the easy way to be the right way? Are you hoping to be able to mail it in when you're talking to your spouse, your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, hoping to just do enough to get by so there's not an argument? Maybe you get off work, you go home, you have a drink, a beer, a glass of wine, whatever it is, you sedate yourself into submission before your partner gets home or maybe when they are home and by the time the night's over, you're just struggling to go to bed because you don't care. You're hoping for it to be easy. It's never going to be. The easy part comes from when you put in the fucking work consistently. When you take the hard path, when you look them in the eye and admit your faults, then things start to become easier. Maybe it's your body. Maybe you're like I am. Maybe you're thinking, man, I can just cram a bunch of steroids in my body or take fat loss pills. These are things I can starve myself. These are easy ways to change my health, right? I mean, I can just do all these things. That's going to make me look better. And if I look better, I'm going to feel better. Those are short-term bullshit solutions to a long-term problem. If you don't change your habits, your eating habits, your lifestyle habits, your sleep habits, if you don't go all in on figuring out why you're doing what you're doing, it's never going to work long-term. You're taking the easy way, and the easy way isn't the right way. Or maybe it's inside business. You know, I always say this at the end of every episode. I'm going to guess the majority of the listeners here are working for somebody else. You might even consume this as you're driving to the office every day. As you're listening to this episode particularly, look down at your clock right now. What time is it? Are you going to be early to the office? Or are you scraping to get by and just get there right as the clock ticks eight o'clock or right before your shift starts? Is that you? Are you doing just enough to get by? Are you playing the easy route and then hoping through that easy route that eventually you'll do enough work that you'll get a promotion or you'll find the next job? Well, guess what? If you don't change your habits and behaviors, if you don't do the things internally that you need to do as a person, to better your position, it doesn't matter what new job you get. The results are gonna be the same. You're never gonna be fulfilled because you're not doing the things to fulfill yourself. Your habits aren't changing, your patterns aren't changing. And until you can sit down and take a look at your life and be honest with yourself, take true stock of where you're at and understand where all the easy parts are at that you're just hoping will work, you're gonna limit your growth. And if you limit your growth, there's really no way for you to ever Get shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidel.com. That's R Y A N N. N-I-D-D-E-L dot com.